right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a little bit of an impromptu happy hour. Uh, if you have two Masters previews, do you even have one? Sally here, going to do a quick hit here on Wednesday night. We cannot contain our excitement for the first major of the year. DJ Pie is here. He had to sit out the preview pod. He's controlling his energy, but he's here. Hello, Pie Man. I- I'm controlling. I'm, go- I'm, go- I'm taking the Rory approach. You know, I feel like Rory tries something different <laughs> at the Masters every year. I'm doing the same thing. I'm not plugging myself into the 72-hour content drip I've, I've gone to a couple baseball games i've checked out a little bit i've checked in a little bit and now i'm just, i'm so fucking ready to go for the masters it's a, it's i think it, this is going to be the strategy I, I can't wait can't wait to be here he doesn't even uh he doesn't even care about it really anymore really it's just a brand new approach just another it's the tournament. opposite of that it's just the opposite it's just doesn't need this it's just another tournament yeah uh that is the voice of kevin van valkenberg mr kvv is on site here at augusta what's up kvv so I, I'm calling from a soulless Airbnb uh, in the middle of Augusta that, uh, as you can see, is just full of life and character. Uh, Deej, I want you to know that Rory is aware of that take. Uh, he was teasing me about it uh, at uh, the players this year. It was like, well, you know, Kev, like, I'm all, I'm, I've heard that from you before about me. Oh, i got to try a new different thing every Masters. So uh, just so Rory, if you're listening, uh, you know, we'll come up with some other takes for you by the end of the episode. <laughs> and also, you didn't say you're wrong. If you're if you're no. listening, please don't. Just just unplug. <laughs> this is not what you should be doing the night before the Masters. Please don't be listening. Be, be a goldfish, Rory. Yeah, be exactly. a goldfish. do less. Please listen to less podcasts. Uh, tonight's show brought to you by our friends at Roback Activewear. You all know Roback. You can see it on me right now. This fresh azalea pullover, guys. I'm devastated. Mm-hmm. They sent me the sickest white and green pullover that I set aside especially to wear on Thursday's show, and I lost it while moving houses this week. I'm absolutely devastated. Uh, Incredible quality, best fit, best feel. They are fresh off the restock of this Azalea collection that you can see right now. You're not going to want to miss this. They're performance polos. I got one of those on, too. My, of course, I got to have my signature blue on underneath. Uh, the material is moisture wicking to get you through a warm day on the course. It stays wrinkle-free. The collar, nice and crisp. It doesn't bacon on you. The Q-zips are fantastic. I, have, I sleep on the Q-zips a little bit because I'm so into the hoodies, but the Q-zips are soft, stretchy, comfortable. We wear them all the time. And, of course, the performance hoodies, stretchiest, softest hoodies in golf. If you want to be comfortable and relaxed on the course, then wear a rowback hoodie. They're gaining traction big time. Couldn't even get to the ad before the comments started rolling in like i see i see that azalea collection on you sally i see the comments rolling through uh use code nlu at roback.com for a generous 20 percent off your first order through the end of this week that's r-h-o-b-a-c-k.com 20 percent off polos q-zips hoodies and more with code nlu and again the azalea collection is out be sure to check it out it looks like it'll give you allergies but it will not actually so i thought you said you sleep in the the corset for a second which i was like man that's that's really commitment to the game I mean, you could. They're comfy, but that would be a lot. I don't quite, not quite to that level. I don't think I, I've gone with the uh, with the sleep in it. So, uh, all right, a lot to react to from this week. Uh, Fred Ridley had a press conference today. Tiger Woods has spoke since we had our preview podcast. The pairings have come out. There's been a lot of feedback on the 13th hole. Uh, KVV, I'll go to you. You are in uh, in Augusta. You've been on site. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll go to you first for kind of your reactions to uh, to Fred Ridley's comments today. What stuck out to you the most? I think mostly what I took away from was just this idea that 
the Masters may not say at this point that they're going to support the MLR uh, sort of ball, no but they're going to support it. Yeah, no but comment yes. in, a, in a comment period. Like, essentially, Ridley said that. Like, I think you can point to, like, our past comments on the distance stuff, and you can know where we stand. Like, I won't do my Fred Ridley voice just in case I get dragged out of there tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> I, I feel like it was un, not, like, unexpected we all sort of thought that he would, uh, I, I thought maybe they would come out a little stronger. I mean, this idea that they want to refrain comment and let the, the other people comment before they decide what they're going to do. Like they're part of the people driving the bus, you know, they're, they're a bus driver as Charles Barkley would say. So that was, I think what stuck out a lot. I think it, uh, it was, he was careful in his words of saying like, look, we, we support the governing bodies. Right. And hinting like this proposal that's out there, we support, uh, he didn't pretend like that solves all the issues. Uh, he didn't pretend like, hey, if they change from this, it doesn't mean we're going to necessarily support the issue specifically. But, hey, they have a trust in the governing bodies and, uh, you know, didn't explicitly say, like, we got a problem with distance, but alluded to, like, as we've been consistent with our comments on distance in the past, like, there's something going on here that needs to be resolved. So I, I, want, I wonder if they kept the receipt from that land purchase of uh, Augusta Country Club. I wonder if they get their money back on that if, <laughs> if this rollback goes through. <laughs> That might be a nice thirty mil to, to get back in the pocket. Well, what's the what's the return policy? I mean, I'm sure that was 120 days. Out. I think yeah. I think you get 120 days. I think we might be past that. But <laughs> what uh, what's the chatter on 13 so far, KDV? I'm I'm getting bad vibes. I'm getting a lot of uh, you know if Dustin Johnson's talking about laying up. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit on the preview pod the, on Monday about how kind of 15 was semi ruined last year by conditions and the new tee. Getting bad vibes on 13, and the back nine at Augusta National looks a lot different if 13 and 15 are a little bit less exciting. But what's your reaction to what you've heard on site so far? There seems to be a lot of people sort of saying, well, you know, now I'm going to have to lay up, uh, you know. But, I, I, you know, Ridley Are they just the whining? That, Is it just a little uh, bit of pampered? Just a little bit of okay, whining. Okay. Gotcha. I think, uh, you know, Ridley made the point that he had played with Scotty Scheffler, and he was like, Scotty had five iron in, you know, both the times that we played. So, you know, I think what's interesting is he's sort of essentially saying it's a decision now, right? It's not just a no-brainer thing. It really very much is pointed out today, like, uh, it's going to be great to see them hitting four irons, you know, or, or five irons and having to choose instead of eight iron. I think that's a very in line with what exactly they want. I mean, Rory's basically said that he still thinks it's, you know, very much in play, but... Uh, you know, Tiger said it, it's sort of, you know, more of a momentous decision, essentially. I mean, uh, I, I I was a little bit surprised by DJ's comments just because they just seemed, you know, for him, like a little bit kind of, I don't know, whiny. I mean, he usually wouldn't sort of say that kind of thing. You know, I think Bubba was whining a little bit. I mean, I think that you'll see plenty of people go for it. It's just going to be too tantalizing not to. And the ego will get involved and they'll, you know, they, they've come to expect the think that they deserve an eagle or an eagle chance on that hole. And so I think they're going to see moments where it's like, all right, I got to go for this or else I'm going to be losing strokes to the best players who are going for it. And that's, that's exactly where I'm at, which I think is, is hard to get excited about early in the week, but I think is just going to kind of keep getting better and better and better. Right. It's like, everybody's going to start Thursday with the game plan of just, you know, maybe I'll lay up. No big deal. No big deal. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just be real patient. And like, that is Augusta national in a nutshell, right. Is as soon as it's like, Hey man, it's, it's two seventeen. Like you don't, you're telling me you don't, you don't want to go for that. Like, oh come on. I mean, maybe it's just one time. I'll go for it, right? <laughs> or like you get to Sunday afternoon and you get coming down the stretch. And like, if there's a few, like if there's less people going for it Thursday, Friday, I I think that kind of blends in with the rest of the coverage, 
right? I think to what you guys are saying, there's still going to be enough people going for it and the coverage flies around and you're still going to see some looks at, you know, guys who are going for it in two and it'll be, it'll be a good mix on the telecast. But coming down to Sunday, all of a sudden it's it's a decision. And I think that's what's so freaking exciting about it. I, I actually like the more I've thought about it, the more the more in it in on it I, I kinda am, I think. If you I need an eagle, like and you don't go for it, like you kinda look like you're gutless. I mean you kinda yeah. go against our whole ethos of right of you know, I think that's what you, if you're chasing, that was always the thing of the masters. Like, all right, there's chances for you to go after it, but if you don't take them, you can't do something heroic. I, I hate the part where almost everyone has said the tee shot takes less thought now. Yeah, it's just like yeah, that. I that's kind of the. I, and I'll just flat out say this: the thirteen, what has made thirteen special over the years, over many many decades, is gone. Right? It it is like it's not the same. Like the shot with modern equipment from five forty five is not the same as the one from even five hundred yards with without advanced equipment. The whole point of the hole was how much risk do you want to take on getting it around the corner. Do you want to play the Bernard Longer play, which if you go back and watch his Masters wins, like he plays it along the creek for the flattest spot and the best angle. And if you don't want to take that risk on, you end up up on the hill and you got to play the hanging lie shot that we've seen guys struggle with for so many years. And that is no longer what the tee shot is. It's just a send driver as far out there as you can. And the real good three-shot holes in golf are a require different navig uh, certain navigating with the tee shot and the layup for it to be a great three shot hole which is now it's going to be like all right i'm gonna try to hit the perfect drive if i don't i got a million yard wide fairway to lay up on it's a relatively easy layup and i think that takes so much character out of the hole we'll wait and see i mean i think it's going to be a north uh northeast win for a lot of this which is going to help it going to be a little in off the right off the tee shot but should be helping someone second shot or uh, helping you get around the corner to at least a little bit, which I think is going to lead to some guys going for it, uh, unless it's a total sop fest out there. But it, uh, this, this, not everyone will see this or agree with this or recognize it or even understand it. But uh, the hole from farther up with less uh, uh, with less than modern equipment is very different than what we're going to get. It, you just can't you can't simulate the same thing with what how far the ball goes these days. Yeah, I think that's I think that's spot on. And and I also think like there's no way we will remember this probably in real time or be self-aware about this, but honestly like not a great year to even judge the success of of the changes, right? If it's yeah. if it's cold and wet and windy and you know, it's it's going to be a little different than how it might play next year or for the next 10 years. But like we've said in the preview, they've handcuffed themselves by not having yeah. flexibility in the tee boxes. It's that's very just, true. Uh, and they did it that's what happened with 15 last year anyway. So uh, they, don't have the money. To they don't have the to. money to build all these teams. So, like, I'm just sad that we never got to see Bryson try his strategy of hitting it up into 14 fairway, uh, yeah. which was the original thing of just like, oh, I'm just going to hit it absolutely all the way up there and take the, the mega angle in. That, that, that never quite came to fruition. You guys yeah. want to talk about Bryson's presser? Have you guys? Can we get to? Have... Can we do Phil first from the Champions sure. Center Golf.com article? Uh, that um, Tommy Aaron Actually, said. Augusta Chronicle. Let's, Augusta let's Chronicle. give it proper credit. Sorry, the ones who sorry. That, I should no, not be okay. crediting the aggregators. That's that's on me. <laughs> Augusta, Augusta Chronicle. Tommy Aaron, I believe, noted that Phil Mickelson did not speak a word during the Champions Dinner. Yeah, so Fuzzy Zeller also used that same phrase. Yeah, he skipped himself. He didn't say a word to anyone. Like, what kind of psycho behavior is that, man? Like, I get that Phil is, like, annoyed by some of, like, the things that people have said about him or whatever. I get that there's probably been some, you know, recalculating of uh, he doesn't want to sort of put his foot in his mouth or he feels like every time he he does, he gets criticized. But, like, to just sit there quietly by yourself and not talk to anyone, yo, that's weird. (laughs) 
I mean, like every every other report has been like, hey, like dudes are getting along fine. Like you know, we it's it's like old times. It's good to see people, and it's mostly coming from the live guys that want everyone to think everything is all cheery and that they're not suing both the PGA Tour and Augusta National. But like everyone's like, dude, I'm still I'm talking to people. Like they show clips on the range of like live dudes talking to PGA Tour dudes. It's just not it's not at, at that level. And Phil just like refusing or like choosing not to talk to anyone at that is fucking psychotic, man. It's so weird. That's super thought, creepy. And he thought the room was bugged, maybe. <laughs> there, everybody's out to get him. That's a good you, point. Yeah. You never I, know when you might get, you know, dragged into an embassy somewhere. I I uh I said this before we came on, but but Spencer Hall, longtime uh, you know, hero of of this and many other programs, uh tweeting the the similarities between Phil uh and Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining. And just like, you know, maybe Phil, maybe you've always been at Augusta National. You've always been the caretaker. Uh, some of the side-by-side photos, just really, really high-quality stuff. And I think this is kind of in line. You know, maybe just uh, he's just losing it. Uh, all, work, the, all work and no play, man. Yeah. Make, makes Phil a very, 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 very dull champion's dinner uh, attendee. TC wanted us to uh, speak out against Scotty-style sliders. I, I, I think know. inquire, right? Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does no, Scotty I think he was, he was aghast at them, and I think he is expecting <laughs> us to, sound sh- like to share his uh, <laughs> his total dismay at what these people ate for dinner last night. Um, so I, I just needed to mention that. That was all he asked for tonight's show. I, I'm guessing, does Scotty style just mean you got french fries on it? I think it's like supposed to be a little slider bite. I don't know if he thought it was too big. It was supposed to be. Fi- I don't. I don't understand what he's upset about. I really don't. But I should gonna- be Permonti's style if that's the case. Putting the french fries on the actual something. So. <laughs> Um, I do regret to inform people, and I got a lot of questions about this when I put a call out for questions, that we did not cover on our first preview the Who Will Not Win, which is a mm. tradition uh, of the major previews. You got to put some skin in the game. You got to take one of the favorites and you got to list them off and say, This person will not win this tournament. Only a few of us have gotten bit by it in the past. Um, so we are going to go on record. I'm going to start with you, KVV. You're new to this game. But you got to pick a relative favorite. We can we can finish with you if you want. Uh, but a lot of the names are going to get taken. I'm going to warn you. But you got to pick a relative favorite. There's no rules on where the cutoff is. You just if you you know kind of use your best judgment. Don't be a scumbag situation. Um, and say who will not win the Masters. Uh, <clears throat> Xander Shoffley will not win the Masters. Okay, that is my pick. I wanted to pick uh, JT. But I've gotten in trouble previously for that, and I know another person <laughs> on our staff wants to pick JT, so I'm gonna just sort of, you know, as a, I'm gonna take one for the team and pick Sander. That is TC's is, pick as well, just to put oh, okay. that in for the record, which is fine. Do I have to pick but, again? No, no I pick first. No, so if you want, you can do a Randy thing because Randy, Randy always does more than one, which we'll get to his in a second. But um, okay. that's my pick. I'm sticking with it. I will go. I, I don't think this is that controversial. I know Neil like has been on this block for just eight months of oh Cam's gonna be so angry, man. He's gonna he's gonna just kick the damn door down. All this stuff. I don't think Cam's gonna play well this week. And I don't think he's played well the last couple weeks. Do it. Maybe maybe Augusta is, you know, it's gonna reinvigorate him and all this stuff, but I don't think that's totally how pro golf works, unless you're maybe Dustin Johnson and maybe Brooks Kepka. Right. I think like I've said this a million times, but the reason seemingly the reason cam like had this meteoric rise over the last couple of years is because he was just working his ass off to become just a little better at everything a little better at everything a little better at everything and it just added up to like this total package that was this complete world beater and i this is wildly unfair of me i don't know what he's been doing behind the scenes maybe he has been you know working his ass off certainly doesn't seem like it 
from the results uh, in the live events coming into into this. So I'm going to say Cam Smith will not win the Masters. Uh, I love what Alex Grover is promote asking me to do here, which is pick Scheffler, which is the you said hedge. Rory. Yeah. You said Rory before we hopped on, right? Because you're not going to the block party. <laughs> oh my God, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't with you guys. Uh, I'm going to take two names just because one is kind of uh, feels like kind of a given at this point. Fuzzy Zeller. It feels like a little, <laughs> a little cheap at this point uh, to take Cantlay. Um, because he's not been a factor in major championships, but he is one of the favorites, and I do not think Cantley is going to win. So in that, I will golf, take golf course could be could be his week. I will take a second name, uh, which again it pains me to do this, but I, I Justin Thomas is not going to win the Masters. I will I will I will I will put two names out there. I'm not afraid of getting KVV'd. I will stand up on this pod on Sunday and apologize if that is the case. But uh, that is those are my picks to not win. Um, All you have to do is not write it down. Then no one knows. No one knows anything that's said on a podcast. But if you write it down, for sure, then you're effed. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> that's very true. You guys, you guys should have told me that before. There's an expiration uh, expiration date on all of this. I, I Neil submitted his, but I, I typoed it into the uh, into the agenda. Do you, remember, do you remember what Neil's pick was? No, I saw the agenda said that Neil picked KBV to not win, <laughs> which I was curious how, where you were going with that. I no, Neil said, like, no offense, but yeah, I don't think he's going to win either. Neil also picked Justin Thomas, so you stole okay. Neil's pick. Maybe oh, he's, okay, that's where I messed up. All right. I maybe will not win the KB... Masters in case okay. we're clear. <laughs> you, maybe you also might not win the Masters lottery. You might not get to uh, Monday. Maybe that's the I did put that. in my name today, uh, just in case. You know, who knows? I'm sure that there's been a real dearth of like 10 handicaps out there shooting 105. Uh, so, well, we got a standing 1030 meter on monday mornings KBB. that's right so, uh, as long as you're done before that yep. see if you can get first off i guess okay yeah. <laughs> totally fine um are you guys ready for randy's picks uh to not win uh the masters are, Always. Pick, are we ready ready to not win the 2023 rand uh masters randy slat comma big selects rory xander rom hovland cantlay jt cam smith bryson brooks Fleetwood, Finau, and of course Ricky, and that is quote. Uh, uh, Ricky's not even in the field. He's not in the field, but he's just <laughs> what a drive by, a little gratuitous uh, <laughs> throw it at the end. Uh, but it uh, th- those are those are Randy's picks. So I left out Morikawa, who he also chose in his DraftKings picks. But basically, he needs Morikawa to win for that not to come true. Wow. I think that the, if the PJ Tour player wins, that Ricky should be there to storm the green. Like the live players say that they're going to storm the green. That's this is Ricky's fucking house, right? <laughs> it was Ricky's game way before the live players were into getting running onto the green. Eighteen young points. men dressed all in orange, <laughs> running on the green. <laughs> uh, uh, Ridley put Ridley put Norman in a body bag a couple times today. What did Just, he say uh, exactly on Norman? I missed that part. So one of the Australian media people basically said, you know, why wasn't Greg invited and. Uh, I, I don't want to. Maybe it was an Australian media person. I, I don't want to presume like that it was, um, yeah. but it did sound like it was. Uh, and really said basically, you know, like I wanted this to focus entirely to be on the championship, the championship this year. Uh, and frankly, Greg has only been here twice in like the last ten years, and one of them was as a commentator for Sirius X Radio. So the other time was a you, documentary about himself and the '96 yeah. Masters. I so it really was case. basically like he's it, it, with like sort of subtly implying this is a real like opportunistic complaint from Greg. Like he wouldn't come in here until all of a sudden, you know, it, it was convenient for him to come here to make it about himself. And, and it was the same for the open championship last year that they was not invited to the, whatever that was. And it was like, yeah, he hadn't been here in like 10 years anyway. So like, why would he, he said he was going to play? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He wanted an exemption. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably play. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, probably and they came out. back to it. Someone asked again, well, Greg said he'd never would feel welcome at Augusta. Is that true? 
And Ridley was like, are you asking me if Greg will ever feel welcome at Augusta? And the, they were like, yeah, basically that's what we're asking. He's like, well, I'll never say never. Uh, you know, the, the, the arc of history is a long time, essentially. It was he's, like, welcome, wow. he's welcome to go win the Valero Texas Open like everybody else. <laughs> when Maybe is Greg can get his AM status back. You know, <laughs> That'd be sick. Try and to get can win the, the mid AM. He can win the NCAA. Yeah. Long, long, uh, you know, long missing uh, exemption category. I think we've said on this podcast for a long time. NCAA champion, men's NCAA champion now getting into the Masters is announced by Ridley today and and the women's champ getting into the Anwa as well, which is awesome. I think that's that's another great change for Augusta. Love it. I was I was workshopping a joke that I that you can see why it didn't come to come to fruition of uh, I don't know why Ridley keeps getting pressers when he's coming off three missed cuts at the Masters but uh, <laughs> the, it is funny to go to his Wikipedia page and just see the three years that he played he missed the cut all three times. You know who's going to be hot about that NCAA thing is uh, is Phil because he was already riding for Charles Howell to to Ooh. get an ex- a special exemption for how well he's what playing ended up live. happened with that he's, really, now he's a past ncaa champion too i really thought that might happen that uh you know charles howe playing really good golf on the on the tour that's suing augusta national um that he was going to get a special exemption and that didn't end up coming to fruition or i, I kind of missed that one i don't are think you, he's in the field no okay. i don't think that's right. are you saying one of the many tracker accounts let you down in its journalistic <laughs> credibility <is all> <laughs> It didn't turn out to be true. The shit that gets thrown against the wall every week and then never followed up upon. <laughs> it does suck that we only hear from Phil basically in like replies on Twitter to like uh, like small like meme accounts these days. Yeah, it's a bit of a Bryson. And anything you need, it'll be coming directly from me and my team. Otherwise, don't believe it. Who have we uh, not talked about enough to this point in the week? I know we went like an hour before we mentioned Tiger Rom. in the preview. Rom. All right, yeah. let's hear what you got. Uh, I mean, I, maybe this is why you haven't talked about him very much, but I think he's just playing a little bit of rope dope probably, right? I mean, I, someone, I can't remember who it was, might have been an Australian guy, uh, said he, that he thought Rom was going to win the Grand Slam this year. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I saw I someone, I heard that somewhere. Is that, uh, is that, is that what that person was. said? Do we need to check the tape on that? Are we going to go with that all I week? Think he said, quote, what, is it crazy to think Rob could win the Grand Slam this that year? That is accurate. I uh, somebody, some very uh, esteemed podcast host yeah. said that. I believe. I think he said the buoy. Actually, I, I think he said, "Is it crazy to think?" <laughs> a lot buoy. of people have said that, though. Yeah. So I don't know. That could How about be the anyway. buoy? The buoy getting a shout out at the uh, at the Anwa. I think. Did you see that? No. One of the one of the college coaches saying, uh, you know, you know how no laying up calls John Rom the buoy. That's like what Rose is doing. One of the best replies to that tweet was like, in fairness, thousands of people were calling him that before. <laughs> before Sally started uh, that. But I think he's playing a little bit of, of rope-a-dope probably, right? Like the WD from the players, I think he was very out of sight, out of mind with Scotty coming back. And it's, it's you know, it's a what, what have you done for me lately business, of course. And uh, it's very understandable, but like very easy to forget how fucking historically good of golf he was playing, you know, oh yeah, two months ago. <laughs> And this is a place where he's already played awesome. He's he's like uh, obviously okay. awesome. He's is, yeah, good enough to win. Certainly, uh, I, he's I not played good enough to win. I don't think okay. Rom's played good enough to win here yet. That's what we're looking for. Like Rory hasn't played good enough to win here in fifteen years as well. I think he. I think he's unlocked all the achievements. I don't think he's like. There's no part of his game that's missing. There's I no part of his that. like course not like he, he has all. He's done all the required reading. Gotcha. I guess is what is what I'm saying. He's done the. Pre- we know. Read the we know he won't go and. We know he won't go and fight the patrons like he was going to fight no. the patrons in Phoenix. So, and maybe that's you know. why he hasn't won yet. That's <laughs> needs a little bit of danger. But I, and that's where which, which patron said that to me. <laughs> I'm saying that shit too much. Uh, I'm over here in the second cut, and the patrons are talking shit. <laughs> 
Augusta probably has a pre-approved butcher that they've worked with for like 75 oh, yeah. years too, for all the pulled pork sandwiches and stuff. Okay. Uh, but maybe there's just not that much to say about Rom. But, you know, really good at golf. Seems like this fits him really well and is in really good form and, you know, has been the number one player in the world for a long time until the last, you know, recent couple weeks. So, uh, I, I don't know. Hot take. I just I want to get on the record that I think Rom could play well. Uh, at Sully Football, um, which is my Jags tracker account, uh, he asked, uh, <laughs> did the video of Scotty putting make you nervous? There was a, a video circulating on yeah, of Scotty that. yelling at his putting coach, basically, or be, getting animated with his putting coach, I should say. Does it make me nervous? Cody, no. we, we can't pull that up, can we? I know it'll take you a second, but it's it's really worth seeing if the people the people have not seen it. I don't think we can live stream uh, Masters-related stuff into our into our YouTube feed. That might oh, get well, us, I think that we might just get, get the person. I think we just get the person who tweeted it in trouble. But anyways, it was it was it was uh, Scotty on the putting green with his putting coach hitting something, and it, coach clearly said something to him, and he he just was like visibly very very frustrated. Uh, and I don't know. It's We're it's fine. hard to read too 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 much into that. So I'm gonna. They could have been arguing not. about like the Mavericks or something like that. Exactly. You know? So exactly. who knows? Uh, no, we're totally fine. We're not even. Con- we're a little concerned with the like the vest he had on today, which was like matching his polo perfectly, which it made it look like a smock. I didn't. Yeah. I thought it was like a short sleeve zip up. I don't know. It's not good. We don't know. The only thing that can stop Scotty this week is the vest situation, which I know he was battling last year, and that that does have me nervous. The vest has me more nervous than the yelling on the putting green. He was definitely at strokes lost. Vest wearing was huge for him. So that's... I think I think Tron called it. Uh, said it looked like one of those things that the lead things they put on you at the dentist. Yes, uh, to make <laughs> sure you don't you know get poisoned during the X rays. Uh, before we get too far off track, make sure you guys take a swing through the No Laying Up Pro Shop. That is store.nolayingup.com. This week we got some inventory from the first major collection, including limited edition T shirts, hats, and golf tees. We're also getting great feedback on the 2023 Spring Collection with Holderness and Born, like we do pretty much every year. Uh, get your scripting dialed for golf season. I know golf season starting in a lot of places. You can find the first major collection and the spring 2023 H&B collection by visiting the collection tab on the Pro Shop menu bar at store.nolayingup.com. Hashtag get involved. You can guess who wrote that copy for me today. Shout out to the merch star. So store.nolayingup.com. Thank you to all for the support. KVV, we got to visit your uh, mailbag here. You have posted a couple mailbags on nolayingup.com this week covering various master's questions. I had to heat check you today because you had a question uh, <laughs> about Gary uh, about a potential match uh, with Gary Player in that. And uh, take me through your process of how you would have handicapped a match with Gary Player, 87-year-old Gary Player at Augusta National. All right, listen. Uh, I, I wrote that mailbag at like two in the morning. Uh, there might have been some. But the the some final version is consumed. is the only thing people have seen, right? So they, they okay. would not have seen the original well, version. All I did was what add was one the question. And what was what was the answer? All right, this is this is from uh, Nest user uh, K Kaneb uh, KVV. If you played a match from the Masters tees in your current state versus eighty-seven-year-old Gary Player from the Members tees, uh, oh, who do you think would? Yeah, yeah. Who okay. do you think would win the, win the match? Thousand yards. Yeah, yeah. So I said, uh, no, no. Yeah, I, so I said that Gary Player would would whoop me. Like, uh, listen. So what I said was, it would be humiliating, but I'm fairly certain he would clean my clock. 
Uh, it's important to remember that even though Gary Player is 87 years old and his antics have become comedy fodder for people like me who are not around in his prime, he really is one of the greatest players ever. The fact that he's impossible to parody uh, because some of his takes are so absurd shouldn't diminish the fact that, uh, like me, a 10 handicap, he nothing about that match would make him even a smidge nervous. Like, this is a person who performed at the highest level against the best players for, like, two and a half decades. I'm a dude who, like, is, uh, is Persia played pretty good today, shot 82, felt pretty good about that. Like, Gary would whoop my butt. And you basically asked me to add, like, one more line clarifying that. And I so I said, in summary... He would destroy me. Okay. Uh, he would even whip me if we flipped tees. That's, I mean, like, look, I would just, I, I think the part of it, the problem is, is like Gary is like one of the great short game players of all time. So he could probably get up and down and make bogeys all the time. Whereas like I would be sculling it from end to end and making sevens or whatever. I just said basically that I would talk like massive amounts of shit. I would go down with a fight. I would try my best to represent Nulling up my family, my my name, uh, well, but Gary would would stomp all over me. I mean, let's let's be honest. The There's ball's a, in Gary's court now to make this happen. I think, but he well, can't bring you out. <laughs> true, we, neither problem. of us can make the time. So, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, uh, Roy will win this year, and then Roy will bring us both out uh, for for a little match. Uh, you know, then that, that'll be great. Yeah, they're they're just not answering either of your phone calls right now, which is which is brutal. Yeah. I mean, look. Another good <laughs> question you got from TCHAP80 was if you had to par a single hole at Augusta National with your life riding on the line, which hole would you pick? Uh, you chose the second hole. DJ, do you have a choice of what you would take? I think two is the answer for sure. Uh, there's no way I don't hit it in the water on 13 or 15 or 16 or 12. Uh, 14 is like somewhat appealing if, if you had the funnel pin, but it's too long too much bad shit that could happen off the tee. Uh, I think two's got to be got to be the answer. Maybe three. I thought about three, three as well, right? I mean, if you hit a bad drive on two, if you hit one left on two, you're kind of toast. I guess would you would you play it say would you lay like you know, lay up off the tee, lay up with the second shot and then just hit a full wedge in and hope to hope to do it. If that's the case, I'll I'll take my chances on three, hit a drive down there, hit a 70-yard 60-yard pitch maybe onto the green somewhere and two putt it. Um it, that's it's a it's a close it's a very very good question because when you start thinking about like i have to make par holy shit does augusta start sounding really difficult if i just went out and played the round i think i could do like okay i wouldn't shoot 90 but when you have like, oh my god i have to make par it wouldn't be six it wouldn't be seven it might be eight definitely wouldn't be nine wouldn't be 10 wouldn't be 11 definitely not 12 could be 13 i think it could be 13 i think 13 wouldn't be the, the hardest to, to birdie wouldn't be 15 i know that though i don't know man you get that left miss going i think you're you're toast at 13 i mean you make a three shot hole though you can have a 70 yard pitch i meant off the tee okay well but yeah you can hit an iron off of it if you really wanted that's to true. that's true uh um, I, I, I gotta tell you there i mean you guys have been here so you know a little bit about this but that some of the uphill like lies are so so much more severe than you think. We before like, you seven, came 17 on, is up a mountain. Like it, you don't even think about 17 being up the hill. It's crazy. We were giving you shit before you came on about how we were kind of when you said it in the preview pod of like what people don't understand is how much the elevation change uh, in person how different <laughs> it is. You just TV doesn't capture it. <laughs> kind of waiting for like yeah we uh, we know that part but. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, the thing Damn is, it's not Augusta. There's just not a blade of grass that's on a plate. Guys, guys, <laughs> have you heard how cheap the sandwiches are here? They keep the concession prices so low. It's really, it's, and the par three is what a delight. Uh, can I? Can I hit you guys with a couple odds and ends from I, I have Please. checked in. Like I said, usually Masters Week, I'm plugged into, you know, strapped down like that guy from that movie Seven, just just feeding myself with uh, with just Masters content and tweets and videos and press conferences, and whatever. And I've been I've been diving in for some tactical strikes. Uh, so I'm sure there's a lot that I've missed, but some of my favorite things I've seen so far. One, I think favorite headline I saw. This was uh, Bob Herrig at SI. This is quote. Uh, Fred Couples won't back down from calling Phil Mickelson a quote nutbag. Uh, <laughs> quote nutbag. That's just I thought that was really really good stuff. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen this in some of the live, um, you know, pressers and and stuff. I know not a lot of live guys came into the media center, but if you if you did catch, I, I just want to give a special shout out to anybody who was out there asking for uh, similarities and differences between Augusta and the Crooked Cat course at uh, Orange County National. <laughs> That was like just absolutely tickling me, and the, and the players who took it seriously were just like, yeah, you know what, the the greens are pretty fast out there, and so that was that was good. It was good to be out there, and I think Dustin Johnson was the only one who was kind of like, yeah, they're, they're. I played golf there last week, and I'm playing golf here this week. That's yeah. the only similarity. Uh, Someone's another... asking about the kitty litter, just real quick. They the kitty litter I can report is out. They are already laying it down uh, on the right of ten. Uh, also, it's in. Scott and cut them. Yes, excuse me. And not, not it's yeah. like out of the they're using it this yeah. year. So it's out of the barn. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I want to give a special shout out to Bryson's press conference. I don't know if you guys caught that. I think that was Monday or Tuesday. Um just crazy it kinda, stuff happens in my life. Just crazy stuff, man. Kinda I'm not being presumptuous. I'm not suggesting anything, but it kind of almost sounded like he smoked weed for the first time. To clarify, of- <laughs> it was not a press conference. It was a, it was a scrum, right? It was a, so, yeah. yes. <laughs> but a lot of just like Zen Buddhist. The only consistent thing about life is inconsistency. What what was that quote again? What was it? God, we just heard that quote the other day. Remember that? That was sick. And just like like trying so hard to <laughs> to just be like, oh, I'm super chill. I'm super chill, man. I'm super patient. Everything just kind of yeah, kind of rolls off nice. my back, everyone's man. Nice. And, yeah, it's uh, great. It, it was just always fun to to see Bryson, who I will say, genuinely, don't know Bryson at all, but he, he does genuinely seem like he realizes, like, man, I think I've been an asshole for quite a while, and I, I'm gonna try to not be as much of an asshole. Like, he does seem like he's he's trying to turn things around, and watching him try to do that in real time is is kind of fascinating. And yet another reason I wish he was out on the PGA Tour every week because he's he's just great to to have involved any other bryson thoughts the logo i just thought i actually have the the quote here where he, they asked him if you regretted uh calling augusta par 68 uh 67 he, 67 excuse me uh you know i'll read you his quote do i regret everybody has a perspective on it i don't think i regret anything what do i understand that i have a lot of respect for the course like like people don't think that i ever like because of that statement think i don't have respect for the course are you kidding me this is one of the greatest golf courses in the whole world anybody who doesn't think i thinks i don't have respect for the course they better go check out what i actually am because uh, that's not accurate one bit it's hypothetically theoretically look look if you make 18 birdies it's going to be a 54 right it's like a perfect score right unattainable 67 every day unattainable it can happen but is that likely to happen 
Probably not. With like distance, I'm hitting it. I'm hitting it. I thought there was a possibility, but that's the only with your with your A game. I should have rephrased that. If you have your A game, there's a good chance of being able to do that. Long story short, I don't want anybody to take it out of context. I don't want to be known for the fact that I have great respect for the course. I clearly shot. I shot what he did. What did I shoot last year? Like like what? I miss a cut a lot. I shot like ten over. Okay, like what's that? Five more shots? Okay, anything's like ten more shots. Like I shot twenty two over par. I can make a joke about it. Do I learn it? I regret it. No, I don't regret my mistakes. <laughs> That All of that was like stream conscious. Cool, man. <laughs> yes. cool, man. And, and that's what that that was obviously very unhinged reading of of the quotes. And I think when you you read it, like when you actually see him, just a little yeah. more trying to kind of McConaughey a little bit, just like man, everything's just so cool. I'm just I'm so laid back. Listen. Uh, and those two things, like fighting each other, will will never not be fast. Nobody nobody has more respect for Bryson than me, DJ. All right, <laughs> I've been on this block of like we love nice Augusta Bryson. National, don't we, folks? We love it. <laughs> we love it. So. <laughs> uh, Speaking I hope of, Bryson plays well. Again, I've said yeah. this a million times. Like, dude, it's not fun at all if he's not even involved a little bit. Same with Kepka. There's a lot of like a lot of Kepka chatter going around here about uh, you know. I don't hate it. I don't either. He bet. I don't hate it. I think he's going to play well. Can I have a? He, I he and Rory played a practice round together. It was kind of an interesting energy. I was walking a little bit, watching them. They were, you know, chatting it up a lot. Uh, I got to imagine the Netflix cameras were following. It was sort of Rory made a, a very specific point uh, in his presser about like some of the guys I'm cool with. Yep. Like I see Brooks. I like DJ. And then he kind of just left it at that. I think, you know, it was interesting. I, I don't think. I, what, what the thing about those two is, is like, they're pretty thoughtful. Uh, you know, Bryson comes across, or excuse me, Brooks comes across less thoughtful, but like, I think he is sort of thoughtful and I don't know, were they trying to send any kind of message to anybody or were they just like hanging out, just playing golf? I don't know. I think both, both can benefit from, uh, from this in terms of like the live guys slash Brooks win a little bit of like, Hey, look, we're fine. Like we can all get along. Right. And at the same time, Rory and the PGA Tour guys can benefit a little bit of like Brooks has been asking, right? We know that. Like that's documented. That actually happened. Like we we're we're still close here. Like there's something going on with that. So uh Brooks has still tried to downplay publicly that, you know, these you know, I'm happy with where I'm at, blah, 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 blah. But it's not not accurate. Maybe is maybe things have changed in the last month or two. Uh, but as we we've known for a couple months now that he's he's inquired. He's 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 interested. So um anyways. I think only only other big thing I had uh, was, did you guys listen to Spieth's press conference at all? I was gonna say, it, the, shockingly, somebody we haven't talked about enough is Spieth. The his last answer of his uh, of his presser on whatever that was Monday or Tuesday, truly one of the best answers I've heard <laughs> in a in a press conference before. Kevin, I don't know if you if you heard it if you know what I'm talking about, but what, he was getting into kind of like, hey, I think it was uh, Jimmy Roberts that asked him the question, and it was it's basically like, hey, you've had so much success. Then you went through all these struggles, kind of like what, you know, basically like take me through that and what, what has that been like? And it was a very broad question, but he basically explained that like, man, like I think the natural inclination when you start to struggle is like, I just got to work harder. I just got to work harder. I just got to work harder. And the problem is if you don't know what to work on, you're just going to like make yourself worse. And you're just basically like running into a brick wall every day and thinking that you're going to break through. And in real, you know, reality, you're just going to give yourself a concussion. And he talks yeah. so much and so eloquently about like breaking that process down into like, what exactly do I need to break down? 
what needs to get better? What do I have to understand about my golf swing in order to break it down and rebuild it? And it was just, it was just a really, really cool answer as far as like him going to the golf course and not understanding, like if he was going to come back in the evening, a better player or a worse player. And it was like, man, that, that sums it all up. That's, that's why I have, I I have the quote in front of me. I could just, you know, talk generally about it or I could literally read it, but it's like, it's so everything we love about Spieth, like just open a vein and, you know, give us everything and say the kind of things that you wish you could get from Scotty, but he's never going to sort of, even if he feels those things, he's never going to do that. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. It's just, it's pure uncut Jordan from a press. Yeah. So what else have, uh, have you, uh, gotten to do on site here, KVV? Uh, well, I wrote a little thing about, uh, going and standing in the spot where, uh, Tiger uh, hit his chip in 2005, uh, which I thought was just a kind of a cool thing to sort of, there's so many places uh, on site where you can't actually like recreate history by like feeling like you were there. Like you could Bubba's, uh, you know, hook around the corner with the wedge in 10 is probably one of them, but you know, the other one is Tiger's chip. So I, I thought that was just a kind of a cool uh, thing to sort of sit there and, and see that. But one other thing that like I got invited to do was basically go see, like all the technology ops, like behind the scenes that they use to put together the masters app. And dude, I got to say, like my mind was a little bit blown. I mean, like they're, Oh yeah. Like (laughs) the amount of people that they have working on the stuff to make the masters app, uh, hum and is incredible. I mean, it's, it's over a hundred first of all. So like it's, they used to like cut all this stuff by hand. It's all like computers are doing it now this year. You know, you've watched in the past where they had, you know, that you could watch like the my group stuff where you could put together essentially the players you wanted and every shot would sort of show that, you know, that didn't have any commentary on it. Right. So it's kind of weird because it was like just the birds chirping and like the silence, whatever. This year they're going to have like AI commentary. They've fed, you know, like billions of things into their version of that GTP or whatever. And so it's going to be able to say like Rory McIlroy hits a shot to 14 feet, you know, on the 13th hole, whatever. And they played some of it for us, and it's like, whoa, this is pretty like spooky. But what's I think is like truly, if you're a gambler, listen to the things that I say in the next like 20 seconds here. They have a predictive scoring model that's going to go, you know, be a part of it this year. That is like every hole they're going to be able to sort of feed all this data into their model and predict what the person is going to score on the next hole based on. The weather based on the firmness of the greens based on the wind based on where the pins are based on how the hole has been playing that day based on how the person is playing on previous holes based on how the rest of the field has played those holes so they told us like seven is almost certainly going to be the hardest hole this year like there's no like doubt to, on their mind about that so if you like if there's some sort of gambling thing that you can bet on the over on seven fucking hammer the over uh if if you are gonna like they you know they showed us like their predictive model of who they think the first round leaders are going to be based on how they've been playing in tournaments you know coming into this uh you know how they've played in the masters in the past there are like millions of data points that they are plugging in at warp speed to be able to essentially like you know take the masters in and leave all other golf tournaments behind in terms of the way that you know you view them and i think like look i'm not a gambling person that does not really my 
sort of thing. There's a lot of people obviously who love it. And so I would encourage you to like, by th they say the model is going to get better as the week goes on. So like their predictive stuff on Friday is going to be better than it is on Thursday and even better on Saturday than it was on Friday. So like, if you're looking at Saturday stuff and you're like wanting to bet, you know, and you trust that kind of data stuff, uh, Chris Solomon, you should go hard into the master's app and check that stuff out. It is. And they also showed us like they, one of the things I was like blown away, Cody, you're going to love this. They expect probably over the course of the week, 160 million like uh, data attacks like on their their app, and they're like <laughs> over, like they're constantly getting barraged what? by with yes by like bad actors trying to sort of get into the system and and tear apart everything, whatever. And they showed us the model of like yeah, there's already been 45 million attempted like data breaches, and we'll expect to like it will get more and more intense by. Thursday and Friday and Saturday and like over the course of the week, it'll probably be like close to 160, 170 million like serious threats of various people trying. And he was like, "Yeah, we got to pitch a perfect game because you know if you don't, like it's a disaster." So like, but he was like, "We're we feel really good about our model." I was like, Porter and I were in there together, uh, and I was like, "Holy moly! Like this is not my grandfather's masters anymore. Where this is just uh, the." The stuff that the Masters does. I mean, I was kind of joking with them. I was like, "Would you mind talking to like the PGA of America and the USGA and the RNA because we could really use some of this kind of stuff with those apps or whatever." I mean, like, you're like using electricity, and they're like banging rocks together in, in, in a cave <laughs> when it comes to like where you guys are. And they kind of all laughed, and they were like, oh, "Well, we love that you said that, but we won't comment on that." So. <laughs> Remember when we had those two guys in like Uzbekistan that kept ordering merch and uh, <laughs> just just put Neil and Tron into a, a total tizzy for for a it while. Was fraud like, every time. Imagine if there's 160 million of those guys. Hey, <sighs> Cody, I don't I don't know if you have it pulled up, but you're talking about the predictive scoring, Kevin. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to talk about what they did to our guy Stallings. Oh, uh, tough. All, oh. all these data points have him predicted for I think it was 84 or something oh, like that. <laughs> just brutal. just looking at that, like you know Thursday. Thursday morning, Wednesday night, I'm just like, oh, fuck, man. You got how many million data points? You guys think I'm going to go out and shoot 84? Like, oh, that sucks. Wow. <laughs> you can get really, you get motivated by the, the chat GPT. Like, you're going to go out and, like, stick it to them, all right? That, so, that's best, so brutal. Uh, just, uh, Scott, unfortunately, I, we've looked at the numbers and we've predicted you are going to triple number six. The, unfortunately. The best was the guy, somebody replied, said, I wonder if they plugged in the wrong Scott Stallings, the guy that got the uh, the Masters invite <laughs> in the mail. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta we gotta close the loop on that story. He's out there this week, right? Good yeah, question really from uh, from Regan uh, came here. Is a, will it be able to predict how many high noon Sally is going to drink this week? Mm. Uh, no, it will not. All I gotta say is there's a pallet of stuff that TC dropped off on my on my doorstep uh, recently this week that is going to uh, get devoured this week. So hell yeah! Anything else before we wrap here? I know we're kind of trying to keep this a little tighter because we got a lot of golf to talk over the next four days. We might have some rain delay shows. We might have some. Uh, some weird timing of some live shows if weather bucks like it's going to buck. Um, I, I think just some odds and ends tiger stuff that that probably wouldn't have sure. been covered in the in the uh, you know preview, but consistently you know riding for pro rollback. You know I think he he kind of reiterated, hey, I've been on this block for a long time. Nothing has changed. A lot of the same talking points people probably heard on this show for a long time. Uh, very very interesting. He was riding for L.A. Uh, his L.A. event to have a cut. I thought that was a very back to the, situation. to the distance thing with Tiger, though. He he summarized it more concisely than than was proposed from the USGA and RNA and that 
It's not elite competitions. It's for professional events. If you're playing yeah. for money, you are going to play this golf ball, right? Which I don't, I don't. It's hard miss if you're a, the USGA. Yeah, and I don't really agree with that. I think he is. A lot of people don't fully understand how far the distance problem has seeped down, and for basically all. Any, any event where you got to sign a scorecard of any kind, any competitive golf, distance is an issue. Um, and he's saying, you know, if you're playing in amateur golf events and NCAA events and, and all of that, like you should be, you know, you can be playing the, the ball that goes forever. I don't know if that's a full, he, you know, I don't want to say he doesn't fully understand that. I just think his perspective is, is a little more simplified than, than the problem uh, that permeates. But continue, sorry, you, you're saying riding for cuts at Genesis. Yeah, just very interested to, to you know, he was asked about, you know, we, you haven't really spoken since a lot of these changes to the PJ Tour, and he was riding for, hey, I'm still pushing for my event in L.A. to have a cut, uh, which I think, again, probably going to get a lot of cheers and applause from uh, from this corner of the Internet over here. Um, and then I think the only a couple other things, you know, he reiterated KVV that he, he doesn't sleep well. I know that had to make Lucas Madsen uh, very excited uh, from succession. Uh, and then he uh, the fact that he's playing a practice round with Rory and brought out a bunch of ballada balls for them to hit around Augusta National is uh, kind of like oh. ultimate golf nerd stuff. And that only was just... to putt with. I, I was like, go hit him on the golf course. I want to. Well, right. Yeah, that's what we, we want to hear about. But he did you hear him talking about how he's at home hitting his persimmon driver. Like I wish great. we could have gotten a little follow up on that. The the part of that problem is it's just hard to get like follow ups with in those these pressers. You know, it's not like where you just asking questions with him ten feet away from you or or whatever. You get one shot. You have to get called on. You, you basically you get stared daggers at if you try to kind of stall a little bit and uh, and continue. So I was like, why are why in the world are you playing with persimmon? That's awesome. Oh, guys, I'm excited. Um, you did have a, a question you wanted to ask us. Do you want to ask it now, KVV? Another question you ask in your in your mailbag, or we can save it for uh, for live shows this week. I think we'll save it for live shows, but we'll. I'm going to throw the question out. I'm going to give you guys a chance to think about it. Let the, the readers think about it. Is uh, what's your favorite master shot of all time? I wrote about mine this year uh, with Tiger's uh, chip uh, in 2005. And uh, I think I want you to think hard on that because I think it's it's maybe says us a little bit about why what things about golf you uh, you like. So. so we're going favorite, not mm -hmm. not best, not no. most nope. memorable, just favorite. Could be favorite. Zach Johnson hitting it off the tee markers. Could <laughs> oh. be Phil threading the trees. Could be Greg Norman, you know, uh, hitting it into nine and letting it roll all the way back to his feet. Like anything is possible. Mine would definitely be the elevation change, but you just can't capture that, you know, on camera. Sure. The cameras really can't. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a camera shot for me. Like, if, if there was a low camera shot, that would be my Yeah, the favorite. best Obviously, shot is the camera shot that doesn't exactly. fully capture the elevation change. I'm going to tell, tell you a secret. They're going to have uh, drones out this year that, like, fly six inches from the ground, essentially, to try to better capture, like, what it looks like out there. There's a lot of new – There's, I mean, Augusta always surprises with new stuff every year, and that's going to be one of the cool – Gosh. cool things so. i think oh you know what this is a random i don't know why we're giving all these you know free augusta plugs but the uh the watch party thing i think is actually really cool did you see yeah. that kevin i did not what was it's that? basically like across a, the street maybe or something uh no it's like a like a digital watch party part of their app i think you go to the watch live thing digital can, hangout man yeah it's basically like it would be just like this except for you're just like playing uh, the Masters live, and you're just like watching it with your friends and joking about like, oh my god, I can't believe Tony Finau just missed that putt on 17. He's usually such a closer, uh, you know, <laughs> stuff stuff like that. Damn it, uh, Cody, what are we missing? 
What else do you want to talk about? Well, we talked about front runners. We could have talked about dark horses. I want to know who's the low am going to be for you boys. Mm. Mm. Sergeant, I think. Yeah, I was debating whether to scream sergeant or to let you guys uh, have it first. He I think it's it far. Some of some of the reports of good, Gordon good Sargent blowing it past JT and Max and mm-hmm. and those guys was was uh, provocative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, I'm going to go strictly off the hype from so far from this week. Gordon Sargent. I don't I don't get into the low am as much. I, I don't I don't yeah. I don't follow it as much as I probably should. But I know it's such a steep history with this tournament, the amateur nature of it. Is anybody? St- I haven't heard any crow's nest reports. So is anybody actually staying up there during the tournament? They do that anymore, even do they? No, they do do it. Uh, and they were. I think they. Again, I, I'm with Sally. The AM stuff doesn't excite me as much as uh, some, and so I didn't sit in on those uh, pressers. But I, I think they were did ask them, and the kid, the one of the kids was saying, "Oh yeah, you were staying there." So they usually stay for a night. I think. Yeah. First, uh, you have to stay the whole time. Come on. Uh, yeah. The the uh, God, there's a lot of ways I could go with that favorite shot, but I don't know how liberal you'll let me go. But the uh, I'm pretty liberal, DJ. I'm gonna let you go it's not really a golf shot <laughs> as much as a prediction from the Pebble Beach Pro Am when uh, Jim Nance thought that Bryson could win the tournament as an amateur. Uh, <laughs> I thought because of how much he respected the history of the game, I thought that was a pretty sick take. God, that was good. First round uh, leader. Um. Uh, you know what? Uh, Sun J M. Mm. Oh, that's Thank a good one. Thank you, Cameron Young. Uh, hmm. uh, do you think he? I mean, I guess has he putt well enough? Is this kind of the whole like bad putters win at Augusta thing? Everybody puts bad at Augusta is more right. of the more of the take, I think. But so happy everybody's on the Cam Young train. It, it's a good spot. We're just feeling ourselves now. Somebody change has been huge. Somebody yeah. alerted me to this. I totally forgot. I said this uh, last year, um, June second, twenty twenty two. I tweeted, "All I'm saying is you can get Cameron Young at eighty to one for Augusta next year. Uh, he's trending towards a pretty elite status, and those prices aren't going to be available when the time comes. And he's now uh, twenty eight to one. So all, it's, sure. all I'm saying is, uh, if you if if you lived in a, a state where you could place a bet on June second, twenty twenty two, that would have been a good time to do that. Unfortunately, I do not. But uh, I'm going to say first-round leader, Scotty Scheffler. Bold. Wow. You must Fire play boldly to win. Do you agree with Tron's take that it'll be the worst thing possible that <laughs> could happen to golf? If to humanity, wins? I think. To humanity, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I thought he was maybe – I think maybe Tron would want that one back because he was kind of uh, – We helped him out. We, we didn't he, let him get away with that he one. He was talking about like how many majors Scotty would have to win in order to be interesting. It's like, well, yeah, maybe you should start with two. Like It seems like – we gotta you can't just get five at once like you gotta you gotta chip away at this i've thing. had to answer for a lot of tron's takes here this week i don't know if i mean just, i'm living the life that you guys have lived for many years where like you know when you show up to events people are like i gotta talk to you about tron's stuff and i'm like man like let's go here's like, his he'll, twitter handle dm i'll pass i'll pass it along I'll, you know i ain't afraid to to share it with him so uh, i would just say it's been super fun to walk around the course and have a bunch of people like say hey aren't you what's his name you know the new guy knowing up like a lot of uh a lot of very cool like people just being sort of very kind and and cool so I, i'm so thankful for that i'm thankful for people who've been listening and watching and uh you know it's it's interesting to just be like at a at a company that uh people are like legitimately super excited way more excited than like legacy media to hear what we have to say or read or whatever and that's just awesome feeling and stuff did JT give you one of those? Yes. <laughs> hey, aren't you that guy from the PGA? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Didn't I dunk on you already? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Saul, you're next. Did, I'm going to go win this shit. JT Could, did, did tell me that I wasn't exactly wrong about that column later when we, when we hung out. Uh, so that, I feel like that no, should be... No, you were definitely right. He did blow yeah. an opportunity. That Again, <clears throat> uh, keeping this one in relative terms, it was one of the worst major wins ever statistically. Like mm-hmm. it, that round would... Or uh, that performance over four rounds would only win like one, two percent of the time or something crazy like that. So I'll back you up on that one, Kevin. Okay. Cody, also, who's, your, who, who's your pick to win? Cam Young. Wow. Dark Horse, Keith Mitchell. Who? Really? Isn't he, who's he babysitting? He's babysitting someone in the first round, isn't he? He's got a Sergio? One of those guys. He's babysitting. Sergio or I thought it was maybe Bryson or something. I thought he had a more provocative one than that. We didn't really talk many pairings. Any, any pairings that really fire you guys up or are you, you good on that? Uh, Speeth out in the last pairing of the day, kind of or whatever, it's in the so last sick. hour. That's going to be fun. And Rory With right almost in front of it. 100 players yeah. on. I really, uh, I think the good draw for Max, I think, playing with Scotty, playing with the uh, with the amateur, Sam Bennett, I think that's going to be fun. Cat got the early late to give yeah. him the, the full recovery time. So that was nice. Which oh, thank you to the, the listeners. Yeah. Uh, Keith Mitchell has P. Oh, that's right. Oh. Bryson couple, got JT Proud posting. UGA guys. JT Poston and Francesco Molinari. Le- Masters does almost seemingly intentionally just dissipate drama when it comes to pairings. Like they don't they don't steer into it like USGA does. It's probably for the best. Like I, I kind of up- like the era when we didn't necessarily do super pairings. Like it was just sort of you got what you got. I I, I know that there are a lot of reasons to do the super pairings. You want people to be able to get to watch the guys in the future groups or whatever. It, it, I, I just kind of like it when. You get to, you know, all right, Roy's over in this pairing. I'm gonna, I don't have to like follow him and John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler. Like, no, man, I want, to, I want them separated. I want my guy to like be able to breathe, and just not have the, the elevated moment. So. Kev, who do you, who do you like in the Cam Champ uh, Jose Maria group two ball? <laughs> uh gosh, I gotta point, go. Point uh, yeah, can I, I gotta just... go Jose there? Uh, <laughs> can I just no, say, course knowledge, Cam yeah. Champ. Um, I know not playing great golf. Pretty incredible course history at Augusta National. Yeah, and if it's a, well. a a bomb a bomb fest, if it's soppy and if it's wet, um, that guy carries it a long, long distance. And just just note just noting that one. If you need a little a little play in one of your lineups or something like that, I don't necessarily know how it's going to go for him. But that's just a, just a little note that he's got a great great course history here. Someone told me years ago that Camp Champ like drove the f- to the front of the first green on on one. No, like I, um, Jeff Ogilvy was- in an interview in 2017 said Cameron Champ. It, it was actually a really good uh, interview answer about distance, and he was like, "Cam Champ can show up," and, and people didn't know about him yet. He can show up and he can drive it on the first green at Augusta National, and that was like. I don't know. If that's quite <laughs> that's true. That's how. That's a great example of how like terrible takes get laundered into like, <laughs> like fake news. Is because like someone heard that, assumed it was true, sent me a DM like uh, claiming that it was true. Like Cam Champ legitimately did drive the first green, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'll just go ahead and repeat that on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> without fact checking it. Uh, I literally just went back and watched that. That's why it was fresh on my mind. Cam Champ T10, T26, T19 here in his uh, three appearances, and that is a, almost a stroke and a half above expectation uh, per round. So that's six shots above of, above expectation for normal normal golf course. So Also, guys, we get to hear from Jack and Gary tomorrow. They, they oh. get to have their presser where they just fire off takes. I forget who was saying this, and, and I know, you know, I'm a complete homer here, of course. Uh, they, should have, they should have Rose hit one of the opening tee shots. Yeah, I love That'd that. That would be sick. That would be fucking awesome. I love yeah. that. 
So, and I that was another thing. I just seeing Rose and Rachel out there just thriving on the rope line and all the players coming up to them to say hi. It just looked like truly like the most fun I've ever seen two people have. So I was very, very happy for them uh, over the last couple of days. All right, guys. I think we not, wrap- not Justin Rose for anybody who's who's confused. Yeah. Sorry. Rose. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was popping <laughs> in to be like, just to make sure that's very clear to everybody. You know, you're a big, big team. I, I, yeah, Rose, I, yeah, people would make that mistake. I want to wrap this because the sooner we wrap it, the sooner the 2023 master starts and i think it's time i think we've done our uh we've done our weight kevin i'm very jealous you're gonna get to walk around augusta national and watch a lot of golf tomorrow but we look forward to live shows every night presented by high noon thursday friday saturday and sunday we'll have a bunch of guests come on shout out to roback for the azalea package code nlu at roback.com store.nolangup.com for all of your merch needs on the no laying up front uh, it has been a pleasure spending a Wednesday evening with you guys. I love kind of the bonus. I like the structure, Monday preview and a Wednesday preview for majors. We might need to make this a kind of a permanent thing. So thank you, everyone, uh, for jumping in and adding some mean comments in the comments and some nice comments here and there and for joining us. And please tune in the rest of the week because we're going to have a lot of fun recapping the Masters. So with that note, peace out. See you guys tomorrow.